Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hello again, friends. 10-minute Tuesday time. I've had a glorious week, to be honest. had the chance to be down the south coast after not seeing the beach for the last uh, maybe four or five months, maybe even six months. It was glorious to dip a toe in. Uh, and what made it even better was the opportunity to be invited into a, a high-level business conversation uh, with a team that are on their way to a, a billion-dollar company, being a billion-dollar company in the next 10 years. And their invitation to me was to come and help them be good humans in the process, to not have reached their financial goals and in the process lose their souls, lose their marriages, you know, have broken relationship with their kids, treat their staff poorly. Um, their desire to be good humans and do good business together at the same time. I think it's a really rare thing, but it was a beautiful thing. And so to be invited into that space to come down to the south coast with them uh, spend time and and freestyle really just to show up uh, enjoy good food uh, good conversation running swimming sleeping have music and and then just know that out of the overflow of my skill set and my experience I'd be able to bring some magic and facilitate some conversations and hold a clean space and and help them understand tools and frameworks that would take them the next leg of the journey in their own humanity. Uh, I'm not sure it gets any better than that. Uh, it was also glorious to be able to listen to Dave Grohl's new book, Storyteller. Uh, had about eight hours in the car, all told. And I I, I love the Foo Fighters, um, but I love artistry. And, and I think to hear the story of an artist who's found their place in the world and has been able to establish themselves and a platform for their art in a way that is magic and beautiful and, and increases the collective consciousness of the planet and to hear their story of how they got there and how many times they nearly didn't get there and what it took. Uh, it, it was just exquisite. I, I heard Dave Grohl tell the story about being in Nirvana and and the passing of Kurt Cobain and the impact that had. And, and I'd grown up listening to a bit of Nirvana um, but hadn't really... Uh, been a huge follower and so I had to press pause on the story and go back and listen to the back catalogue of Nirvana music in the car as well and uh, it was just so emotional just hearing that in the context of you know hearing these artists and and how they brought that music to the world and the gift it is um, it reminded me of the, the the line that I've built on over the last few months uh from a place of deep spirituality myself I am the music and God is the music and so hearing a musician and an artist tell the story it was exquisite so look I'm full of life at the moment full of beans feel like I've been refreshed and it's it's lovely to be traveling again and living again um hope that's your experience too if you've been in lockdown or if uh if not I hope it's coming soon uh today I'd love to introduce some language to you if if you're not familiar with this and knowing that if you learn a new word or a new phrase or, or some new language, you get to have a new experience because the words we use don't just shape, don't just describe our experience, they shape it. 
So uh, the, the president of the local chamber of commerce, Daryl Weeks here in Goulburn, introduced me to this language maybe 12 months ago. And I'd been vaguely familiar with it, but hadn't known how to use it because I didn't understand what it meant. The term is quid pro quo. It's Latin, and quite simply, it means this for that. That's the exact translation, this for that. And so it's actually just the transactions taking place. Now, having quite an engineering-type brain when I think about human behavior and relationships and, and you know being alive... I think it's incredible to examine the structure of life and the more structure you can see, well, then the more you can deconstruct it and reconstruct it by design. Typically, people don't examine much structure and live quite unaware lives, unconscious lives, just do what they do without understanding why. So this quid pro quo language is beneficial for a number of reasons, which I hope to explain to you today. Uh, The first is, if you think about uh, why we do what we do, you realize that there are it's a transactional model why we do what we do if you're un, unsure of why you do what you do if you find that you do what you don't want to do if you find yourself saying yes to things you want to say no to if you find yourself um, agreeing to things that you would prefer that you didn't or if you give away your best resources for free so if if people get if people get you to do things without paying you for them this is an interesting one as well because it looks like there's been no transaction it looks like you've agreed to do something and you have not been rewarded but the basic idea of human behavior is that we only do what works it, it might it might be possible to do something that doesn't work once perhaps that's possible I'm, I'm not sure that's even possible but without a doubt it's impossible to behave repeatedly in ways that don't work you can't behave twice in a way that doesn't work and so we must be rewarded for all our behavior otherwise it's redundant and has no value and impossible to sustain so if you are unaware of the transactions that are happening in your life the quid pro quo this for that the the best place to go look when you're bewildered is the six core needs it's it's no surprise that's where i'm taking you that's one of my all-time favorite models thanks again big tony if you're listening so Certainty, variety, significance, love, contribution, and growth. If someone has got you to do something for free, then there has also been a transaction in some way. It has the reason you have agreed, the reason why you've been able to do it is that it's given you certainty or it's given you variety, or probably it's given you significance or love, even contribution and growth. But I would say significance and contrib sorry, significance and love are likely to be the the most sustainable hidden transactions so someone says oh will you do this for me and you're like oh man i don't want to but you agree what's the transaction what do you get well you get to be liked by them or you get to stay in connection with them or you get to feel like a good person you get to take the moral high ground so and anytime you feel like there's unconditional love i've mentioned this before there there's no such thing as unconditional love there must also be a transaction if you allow people to treat you poorly and do whatever they want and you are still there for them, the quid pro quo, the this for that, is that you get to feel like a good person. You, your status and significance is elevated by what you can tolerate. You are still rewarded. I promise you, you are still rewarded. So this is a very useful self-awareness tool. When you find yourself behaving in a way that doesn't make sense to you or it feels like you lost 
it's impossible to behave in a way that you continue to lose. You must be rewarded. There must be a this for that. There is a transaction. If you think about where these transactions start, a child unconsciously is aware this is a very transactional model. I want significance. I want certainty. I want love. I want excitement. But I can't get those myself. I need you to give them to me so I understand that I have to give you something in return. So if I behave in a certain way, then you'll love me. If I perform in a certain way, then you'll praise me. If I do certain things or refrain from certain things, you'll love me. You'll be connected to me. So so instinctively, the child understands there's a transaction and works out how to play that game very well. Uh, often those games, though, are set up for us to fail, especially the older we get because people outside us control all the moving parts. So the more aware you are of the transactions, the more likely you are to improve them and move them in your favor. This is particularly useful for improving, improving the quality of your relationship with others as well. Keep the quid pro quo clear. Make it explicit. Include it in the conversation. There is always an exchange. You can't get away for that, but make sure everyone understands what's happening here. I've included this when people ask me for favors. I just I always say, so in what way are you asking this from me and, and what is the transaction? What, what are you expecting that I will get from this? What is in it for me? And that might sound strange or selfish, but there's always something in it for me. There's got to be, otherwise I can't do it. Being clear about the transactions mean you get to have adult transactions where both people win and both people win in a way that they want to win. I've added this idea of quid pro quo and explicit transactional conversations when someone asks me for a favor. So uh, a friend will say, hey, Jamin, would you be able to help me to do this? Uh, I, I can't pay you, but I'm wondering if you could help. Uh, my question back would be, and in what frame would you like me to help you? What would be in it for me? What do I get in return for helping you? Can we be clear about this? Because I don't do obligation. I don't do expectation. I don't do anything I don't want to do. So if I agree before I'm clear about the transaction, then now the transaction's hidden and it's now going to create resentment because it's not the transaction that I want. There'll still be a transaction, I promise you. If I was to agree, then I get to feel like a good person or a better person, or perhaps I get to save it up uh, as a story that I can tell about that person. So now I've got an interesting and funny story for gossip. Uh, you know, that's not very quality, but it's still part of the transaction. Or now you owe me something, so yeah, right, now I'll use this back against you later on. I would much prefer to keep the transactions in the light. So if someone says, yeah, look, um, I, I was just asking as a friend, I, I don't, could you help me as a friend here? Would you be able to do me a favor? Then that's fine, but be clear about the transaction. So the transaction in, in a favor, in a friendship favor, is that uh, that's what friends do in order to feel connected, to feel loved, to feel like we contribute to each other. We do things for each other without financial reward. That's fine. That's great. As long as you both agree to that, the transaction is on the table. The point is there's always a transaction. There's always a quid pro quo, a this for that. The more insecure you are, the less likely you will be to be aware of the transaction, the more childish it will be, the more hidden it will be, the more it will be around the exchange of you losing on the surface and being gained and gaining underneath the surface. So it will be secondary gain. Secondary gain is always tolerate primary loss 
and be rewarded in a way that protects you from your fears and meets your needs in a way that's dysfunctional. So the aim of the game is to be rewarded in a primary way, in a way that is in line with your values, in line with your goals, that improves the quality of your relationship with yourself and improves the quality of your relationship with others. So the more aware you are, uh, of, sorry, the more secure you are, then the more aware you will be of the current setup of the transaction and the more equipped you will be to improve the quality of those transactions. What's in it for me? What's in it for you? Keep the quid pro quo, keep the quid pro quo clear and you will never regret it. Hope that's been useful. I'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project Podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.